You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about managing your money. Happily ever after. husband what's the crack <laughs> that people do not say that <laughs> they do in ireland that's weird it's an irish phrase is it yeah crack spelled c-r-a-i-c okay it's like what's the sure? gossip what's are you sure on? that's how you pronounce it yeah i had to look it up okay um so we have a lot to talk about besides irish phrases because we've made a huge change that is affecting our lives and definitely affecting our finances that we need to update everyone on. So can I go first for a status update? Yes, you can. I quit my job. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Newsflash, Chris. I quit my job. And you're announcing it here on the podcast? (laughs) Yes. Um, So let's see. This probably has a little bit of a lag. I quit my last day of my job was Friday, April 20th. So about two weeks ago. Yeah, from when we're recording this. And it actually has been something that we have been thinking about for a while. And we're sorry, we're just able to bring you guys all in on this. We don't like keeping secrets, but just because... You've been scheming behind your back, listeners. Yeah, but just because I was leaving a job I didn't want to be really public about it before it was official and (laughs) anyway just just felt right um but we yeah actually made that decision about nine months ago Mm -hmm. um and it was just a lot of things coming together but we'll get into that a little bit more but anyway that is my big status update so I am post full-time job I am into a new chapter and our family's into a new chapter and we'll definitely talk more about that on the show Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what's your status update you quit your job (laughs) i've just learned uh that really is it you quit your job and and our whole lives are (laughs) like 100 different it's 100 okay i mean we're still living in the same house we're still married to each other still have the same kids so like 53 percent different okay (laughs) and (laughs) significantly different enough that it feels really uh, like every day feels actually like a different really slightly different. different life than we were leaving leading before mm-hmm. um so it's really cool and it's it's coincided you know kind of with my job slowing down a little bit as we head into the summer yeah because students are finishing up at ASU and faculty are kind of shutting down and my job as director of a school is less intensive than it was so it's so cool that you had quit your job and my job chilled out just a little bit mm-hmm. And those two combined is like, every day is like, this is our life now? That is crazy different. Yeah, Yeah. we went from being just what felt like nearly maxed out to just having a huge weight lifted and feeling like we can just enjoy life in a different way now. So that feels really good. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into home economics and let's break this all down for people. (laughs) Um, First, I want to talk just a little bit about why I quit my job, kind of how I feel about it and what I'm going to be doing now, Mm -hmm. because I have been working for the past, I've been working for the past uh, about nine and a half years since I finished graduate school. I've been working for the past six years at ASU as a science writer, and it was a job that I really enjoyed. 
and it was a great job. I got to do really cool work writing articles and other materials about the research at ASU and the impact that it has and really telling the story of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to do some really cool creative writing. So there's a lot of variety there. You got to talk to a lot of really smart, interesting people. Right. And I had just really great colleagues, mm-hmm. really creative, passionate, smart colleagues. And I loved working at a university, especially a university that has inclusion in higher education as one of its missions mm-hmm. and of being uh, embedded and involved in the place where it exists. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I was very impressed by all the things going on there. And then, yeah, I got to just talk and uh, meet with and interview just amazing experts, scientists. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's not that I have been just really disliking my job, all these things. It just kind of a few different things happened. Um, honestly, maybe since about having kids since Mm -hmm. becoming a mom, almost in a way, which almost was at the beginning of my ASU career. But um, I think over the past five-ish years, I have been writing consistently on my blog. I also launched two podcasts, the Mm -hmm. Girl Next Door podcast, and then later this one, and really invest quite a bit of time into those and, and kind of treat them professionally. I and you were also doing freelance editing and writing for That's a right. Time. For this past year, start I guess starting in 2017, I've been doing some freelance work as well. So I just was starting to have a lot of things going on also outside of work um, that I was putting more time into. And those things were really energizing me. And I found that I was just feeling really excited about them. I found them really fulfilling, but it was always on that fringe time, mm-hmm. you know, nights and weekends and combined with everything, I was just starting to feel just maxed out and really wrung out. And especially this year with your job ramping up, I felt like I was just really feeling that. Um, So I think there just kind of had been a shift for me over time of what I found fulfilling and energizing. Mm -hmm. And as my work and projects outside of my full-time job started to give me more fulfillment, I think I started to get less of that from my full-time job. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, there just kind of seemed to be a shift in that it felt like before it was worth it to be away from the family, away from the house and all of these things for so many hours a week because my job was really fulfilling and I was really enjoying it. So as that started to kind of shift and decrease a bit, it started, I just wanted to be able to have more bandwidth for both my creative projects, but then also the family and the boys. And it didn't feel as worth it to me to spend as much time away. So, um, yeah, kind of, kind of all of those things were kind of going, going through my mind. Um, and what will you do now? So now I am going to have time to invest in these creative projects and to bring these projects kind of from the night and weekend hours into <laughs> the daylight hours and into my best energy hours, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and so 
producing the podcast will definitely still be part of it. But what I'm really excited about is developing my own writing. Mm -hmm. That's something that I have just realized, I think, along the way, even though I already was a writer and getting paid professionally to do it, which was really cool. I love producing my own content Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I really want to give that a try. So I have a couple of nonfiction book ideas I would actually love to write a budgeting book with you. It's We've time. We've kind of talked about that a little bit. Um, so, Pre-orders starting now. <laughs> not quite. Um, so kind of some nonfiction maybe books kind of based off some of the content I'm already producing. And I would love to write a fiction manuscript, a mm-hmm. novel, and mm-hmm. just see what that's like. Um, so and now you have a little bit of a network that you can you know, scaffold off of. And as you develop projects, you might have people you can talk to about how they get developed. Yeah, for sure. And just, um, I just, and who knows what other kind of creative collaborations or projects might just come from getting Mm -hmm. to invest in that part of my life. Um, I am also going to be taking on a bit more childcare. Mm -hmm. Um, Starting this summer, the boys will still go to preschool a few days a week, but I'll have them home a few days as well. And then starting in August, um, our oldest is off to kindergarten, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. And then our little guy will be doing preschool at the same school for three days a week. Mm-hmm. And so I'll have him home with me and I'm excited to get that, get more of that time with him. And it just feels like an exciting time at the ages that they are five mm-hmm. and three and yeah. Yeah. This is the time to, to really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Cause they'll, I mean, I feel like the, I always hear the golden years are like four to five through mm-hmm. to like, you know, early mm-hmm. double digits. Tweens. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now we get to really, or at least you get to really maximize that. And I have a job that, you know, I have s- enough flexibility that coupled with your flexibility means we can just spend a lot more quality family right. time together than right. ever before. So, um, so it's working out really well. Yeah. And I, I do want to say, because this is, this is just such a big life shift. And since we do kind of have a, a voice, I guess, a platform that we put out there, I just want to say that I have so enjoyed being a voice of a full-time working mom and also a full-time working kind of traditional mom in terms of like going to a traditional job where I go to an office um, and things like that. And I just think that's really valuable because there aren't as many people blogging or podcasting that are in those situations. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think part of that is because it does take a lot of work as Mm -hmm. I saw, Mm -hmm. and you don't have as much of that flexibility and bandwidth when you are you know, commuting and Mm -hmm. um, doing all of that. And so really this past year, once we made the decision leading up to it, and I mean, even prior to that, as we'd been kind of just generally discussing that we felt like we wanted more flexibility for our family, especially Mm -hmm. once the boys started entering elementary school, um, just one of the things I thought a lot about was my identity as a working mom and just kind of what it would mean to change that and what it might mean for, I guess, the content that I was producing and maybe for listeners who appreciated or identified with me as a working mom. And so I guess I just want to acknowledge that. And this certainly isn't a change that I made and that we made thinking that uh, being two working parent household was in any way detrimental to our kids mm-hmm. and that this is 
the right decision for everyone mm-hmm. in in any way. It really came from that shift in my fulfillment in my job. I mm-hmm. could still f- certainly see myself working outside the home much longer if I was getting as much fulfillment out of that job as I was out of my projects at home. It just kind of happened that I have this kind of budding passion that I've been nurturing um, for several years. Mm-hmm. And this certainly was a several year process of mm-hmm. of growing those things into something, you know, that was, uh, you know, real and kind of bigger than I could do in just kind of those night and weekend hour. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. anyway, I hope I hope that that I hope that that makes sense. I think it does. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, it has been, you know, years in the making. And so we've actually, um, we've been thinking about it. We had a five year plan. That's right. And we get questions about this. So I feel like we should revisit it. We definitely get questions a lot about us paying off our house mm-hmm. in five years. So I think we should get into the finances of this yeah. and kind of address that address that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it this took so it's interesting because it kind of took planning, except we weren't planning specifically for this at this time. Right. In other words, so we had as you know, the with this when this podcast started, we mm-hmm. were starting out by announcing our goal of this five year plan mm-hmm. to save enough money to pay off our house right. entirely. And the whole notion there was in five years' time the kids would be in school and if we paid off our house, one of us could stop working mm-hmm. and we could pull that off. Mm-hmm. And so we were sort of thinking vaguely we ha- we about that. We had this idea of maximizing our flexibility. Maximizing flexibility, yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't really defined. We just knew we wanted to try mm-hmm. to do that. But in the meantime, your um, creative projects began taking off like you were talking about. And, and so then the, the five-year plan became maybe a four-year plan, and the four-year plan became a three-year plan. And what was interesting is that it, it coincided with my job changing and right. becoming, I was taking on more responsibility and making a bit more money. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to sort of reorient and realize that after three years, because we've done this for three years now, and it was you know saving twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars a year. Um, at the end of three years, we really realized that the kids would be coming out of daycare and preschool, mm-hmm. and I was making enough money, and so that it became feasible with those two changes, not having had to pay off our house, mm-hmm. that we could make this affordable, right. and not only affordable, but that we could maintain savings rates that we were comfortable with. That mm-hmm. was a that was a kind of a key goal of ours. Mm-hmm. So in terms of budget changes, we didn't really like monkey with our budget very much mm-hmm. other than the changes we were making um, to become more efficient over time anyway. Right. So we were doing things like getting rid of the TV and cable and cutting Driving down to one, one car. car. Right. Um, and otherwise just tightening up all these little budget items that we've been talking about on the podcast mm-hmm. all these years. And, uh, as a result, we had a budget that could work with the amount of money I was making and the kids coming out of school or out of, out of preschool and such, mm-hmm. uh, and going to a public school. It all just was the, it all was just the sort of the magic elixir that allowed us to make this decision now. Right. And I, I do want to acknowledge too, that part of that magical elixir is that you make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of the two things. I think that we have worked hard to get here. We've saved aggressively and we have made changes that mm-hmm. many people don't consider making. Um but I always just I just want to acknowledge too that we are very fortunate, very privileged and we also 
you earn a lot of money together. We earned a lot of money mm-hmm. that put us in the position of being able to save and, um, yeah, so that I, too. yeah, that's right. And so as a review of that, just so people know what we mean by that, mm-hmm. um, last year I took on this job of directing a school at ASU and that meant I went from nine months to 12 months pay and I had an administrative stipend. So all told, I was starting to make about $130,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that was about the amount of money that you and I were making together right. the year before. Right. A little bit more. So that was a significant raise for you. Yeah. 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 Um, huge loss of flexibility. Big. True. And a lot more responsibility and things, but a big raise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I've gotten a raise since then. And mm-hmm. so we... Um, yeah, so that combined with everything else kind of kind of makes it work. Yeah. Um, but what's important though is that the the leadership position that pays me more money is something that could end at any time. So mm-hmm. it's not like a permanent uh, right. promotion or raise that I've gotten. Right. So at any time, somebody could ask me to stop being in the leadership position I'm in, or I could decide, decide. to not be, and I would lose twenty five percent of my pay. So yeah. we've lost 100% of your pay, right. and we could also lose 25% of my pay, but we have structured our lives mm-hmm. such that we could get by on that pay as well. Right. So we could literally take an $85,000 pay cut mm-hmm. and be okay. That's um, good. That's a function of efficiency as well as a function of having you know a good pay on my end. That's true. And we, we were... We were planning this and and thinking about me quitting my job with you on I think an eighty seven thousand mm-hmm. dollar salary. That's right. Um, so anyway, it it turned out that you're making a lot more than that, so that made it even more comfortable, which is why we're able to move up the timeline. But we we were looking at at doing this on on less, and that still is a lot of money yep. to a lot of people. And I definitely want to acknowledge that too. Um, but yeah, I, I really think it's the both. It is money, but we've also created these efficiencies um, and kind of that comfort that for allowed sure. us to do it. Yeah. So for like for full context, next year I'm going to make one hundred thirty five thousand um, dollars. Were I to drop the leadership piece. I would lose 25% of my pay, the administrative stipend, and I'd be down to about $90,000. Okay. Um, so with 135, we can save well mm-hmm. and like where we want to be and we can afford our lives. At $90,000, we can save a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but still afford our lives just fine. And of course, 90000 is still quite a bit of money right. for a household, right. um, for a family of four. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Now, um, we did... For this interim period, mm-hmm. um, and I'll describe this in a second, we did make some other budgeting kind of plans. Mm-hmm. And so it's May, and right. this is the first month where we don't get a paycheck from you. Right. And it's also the only month where the kids are still going to full-time daycare. That's right. Which is about $2,000 a month yeah. <laughs> for us. <laughs> um, so we decided for the really for the first time in a while to actually build up a small emergency savings mm-hmm. equivalent of close to two of your paychecks okay. just in case. Right. We should be able to get by, not mm-hmm. really save anything, mm-hmm. but just in case, you know, a car could break down, something could happen. So we saved about twenty five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to make sure we're okay there. In June, uh the boys will go to daycare three days a week. Right. So the cost will drop, but not by much, by like five hundred bucks. Um, so hopefully we won't exhaust any emergency savings this month and we can carry it over. Then by July, they're down to two days a week. Um, and we should be able to start saving money again. Mm-hmm. And then come August, we'll be kind of 
back on track because total daycare costs, since both boys will be at a public school, um, well, it'll be about 350 bucks a month. Right. Just for Cedric's preschool program. Right. That's a revelation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we are referring to this summer as the lean times. That's how we've been <laughs> describing them to each other and right. reminding each other like, okay, well, we need to... Um, we had a recent, just some minor repairs on the house thing, like things like that. Well, we better get it done before the lean times. So (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyway, so now we're thinking about what happens when we go forward and, um, after the lean times, I, I really think, you know, I, I don't plan to leave the leadership position administration at ASU anytime soon. Somebody could ask me at any point to do that. Right. And I don't really have a choice. Right. But so far, it seems like it's going well. So far, it's going well. People <laughs> are happy with me. So, yeah. and I'm enjoying it. Um, so hopefully we kind of stay where we're at. Yeah. And if that's the case, then we should save, we should be able to save between $1,500 and $2,000 a month. That's incredible. So it would be, it would be awesome. Um, it leads to the question though, whether we want to get back on track Mm-hmm. to pay off the house right. or to like to save up enough to pay off the house right. in some period of time. Yeah. We have made some other financial decisions that also impact that plan. We will talk about those in a future podcast. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> sorry. Teaser. Sorry we're being so teasy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that we should kind of get back on that plan. I think mm-hmm. it's basically, it's a savings plan, which I like. And I think having a goal attached to it is always very powerful. Yeah. And we can always decide not to use that money to pay off the house. Mm -hmm. But I think just in the interim, having a goal just helps you get to something faster. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, unless we can think of something else, but that would be a very healthy amount of money to have. I mean, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think, I think we should, you know, we have kind of discussed and we get, emails about this people asking about our decision to pay off the house and um and many people ask why we're saving it and investing it rather than making these extra payments along the way Mm -hmm. and i mean for us it's really it's a flexibility Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. because we want i guess it's not so much that we definitely want to pay off the house. We want the option to pay off the house yeah but if other things come up along the way for example, me quitting my job, we could do that more comfortably because we had six, a $60,000 kind of emergency cushion yeah. sitting in the bank. Um, that just made us feel more comfortable. Right, right. And so... And the other thing too, in the meantime, was that we were, I think the rate of return in the market the past three years has been like 18 to 20 percent yeah insane so we have benefited from an incredible time in the market as well and that's always the question paying something off versus investing is can you make more in interest investing it than you can save in interest on a loan paying the loan down right right right. so that was the other factor there Mm -hmm. so yeah i still think it's a good goal but what's kind of funny about it is we had refinanced now over a year ago yeah um to a 15-year mortgage right and so, and a two point seven eight interest rate. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, but what's funny is that, like, at some point in time, we're going to be pretty close to, like, if we restart the five year clock right now, we're four- oh, I see. we have fourteen years left, so we'd be like nine <laughs> years out. If something else changes, <laughs> pretty right. soon we're going to be just paying just, down the house on our right. <laughs> schedule. I think that's the other thing is that we started our sort of five year payment 
or five year savings plan to pay off the house when we had a 25 year mortgage and a little bit higher interest rate. Is we that ha- right? Oh, yeah. We, hadn't we still refi- had our 30 year. Yeah. No, we refinanced down to like a 20 or 25. Is that when we started this? Yeah. Okay. And so getting that refinance just at such a low interest rate and such a shorter mortgage clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of felt like it took a bit of the pressure off too. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So we'll start saving again. You'll just have to keep listening to the podcast to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lots more exciting things coming up. Yes. So, I mean, you talked a little bit about the transition and what yeah. you're going to be doing. What And so maybe you've talked about kind of what you're excited about, but what are you nervous about? Ooh, nervous about? Well, I will admit I'm not too nervous. I mean, I guess maybe leading up to the change, I just felt a little nervous just because it is such a big, big change. Yeah. Um, But I'm about a week and a half in and it's felt totally fine. Mm -hmm. It's just the, this big weight does feel like it's been lifted and I just feel so much more calm. Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm moving slower and our life is moving slower. And that's what I've been craving Mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. And that just feels really, really good. And, and so I, I, so I do just have a sense and I think I keep remembering how long we planned for this yeah. too. And I think it was actually really cool leading up to it. We've just, and I am such a planner. I'm kind of always in a state of planning and looking forward to things. And we have been planning and saving for such a long time to finally come to a big goal and to see it come to fruition mm-hmm. is just incredible. I don't know. I don't actually know what else I've experienced other than maybe graduating from college or things like that. That was such a just long term in the making. And it just feels a little bit crazy to be on the other side of that. Obviously, we're still going to be saving and all these things. But I think just that we put all that thought into it and Mm -hmm. had been over it a million times and all of the ways that we've kind of structured our life to move towards that and support that. So I will say I'm not feeling terribly nervous about a lot. Um, It is weird to think about not getting a paycheck (laughs) um, because I have really enjoyed significantly contributing to the household finances. And I take a lot of pride in that. And there is just uh, something about being an empowered woman and, you know, bringing in a salary and and Mm -hmm. having that uh, not, equally financially but you know we've always considered you know we're both bringing in money like equal contributions things like that Mm -hmm. um so that's a little bit weird to think about but i you know i think after just a couple of months i mean we are still structuring i think the way we've structured our accounts and everything it's not as if suddenly my account will have zero dollars in it Mm -hmm. you know we have our joint checking account we still have our same allowance allotments and Mm -hmm. things like that Mm -hmm. So that will just, it'll kind of be interesting to get used to that. I am hoping at some point to start bringing in some money, mm-hmm. maybe some from some from some freelance projects or some of these other projects that I'd like and to you, do. You've already got a track record. You, you've done that. That's true. So, right. Right. So I'm, I'm not really, I'm not really worried about that. It's, it's really just a balancing of, you know, are those projects you want to do? Right. And if so, and they bring in money, great. But 
I think I am just, yeah, I think I am just very excited to see what I can do and what money might potentially follow when I am just really investing in those things Mm -hmm. that I, that I really love. Yeah. I'm, that would certainly be icing on the cake. I'm hoping I can kind of make that work. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any particular expectations of how much I would make, but it would be just very fulfilling, I think, to contribute again, significantly to the family finances. Um, I guess just the other thing I'm maybe a little, not even nervous, but just feeling out is what this new balance is going to be like. Mm -hmm. I do function so well with structure. So it's kind of two things. I function very well with structure, but then at the same time, there are so many things that I want to do. So I think I have, I'm just going to have to be careful about, um, setting myself up to succeed, Mm -hmm. like making sure I'm being realistic of what I can accomplish in a day and in a week, especially Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. I get into doing more of the childcare, Mm -hmm. because I do have a lot of things that I want to do and projects that I want to work on. But then at the same time, um, yeah, I, I'm going to need to be doing some more of the childcare. I'm kind of looking forward to taking on a little bit of some of the household tasks, just like laundry that was piling up so that we were having to do all of it every weekend, yeah. just being able to throw in a load of laundry here or there throughout the week. Um, and yeah, maybe just kind of the the household task division and stuff is just going to be interesting to see how that evolves mm-hmm. because... I, I know that we will still share it. And I, so I think that'll just be kind of interesting to figure out, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't want to just like just now, because I'm not going to a job outside of the house, have all of the housework on me. And I don't think that that will be the situation. So I'm mm-hmm. not really nervous about it, but mm-hmm. it'll just be kind of interesting to mm-hmm, see mm-hmm, how that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there anything you're nervous about? Um, I mean, I guess it's, I'm not, I'm not nervous. I'm, I'm really truly not nervous about anything. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's uncertain to me, like the transition into a fully new financial situation. Um, right. It all looks awesome on paper, right. especially come August. But it's just, you know, you just never it's know. A little like, bit unknown. Yeah. I mean, right now, we've never had to really, like we, we do a good job sticking to our budget. Right. But at the same time. We've always had plenty. Always been plenty. And so like, I don't think we felt pressure of something comes up and it's like, oh, this was literally not anywhere in our budget and our now our money is specific to all these categories. Right. And so we've got to like make decisions. Right. You know, alter Pri- things. Really prioritize things. So I just wonder how that's gonna feel. But I think I think, you know, come August we like I said, we should be able to save like fifteen hundred dollars. So hopefully we have the room that it's not gonna feel that like that much pressure. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I, I realized as you're talking that we haven't really talked through the allowance or like entertainment budget piece mm-hmm. at the moment. Uh, we have just little bits of money attached to our entertainment, mm-hmm. like 80 bucks a month, each mm-hmm. of us, and then 150 for a, like a night out together. Right. And as it stands, that's the only money that would be sitting around for us to use. Mm-hmm. Whereas before we were each getting paychecks and there'd be little chunks that would go into our individual right. accounts. Right. Like individual savings accounts. There's kind of some padding there. Yeah. Well, and it was nice because when you took a trip or mm-hmm. something or or I took a trip or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that money was there and we could depend on that. Right. But those 
thousand dollar roughly, you know, mm-hmm. levels of money will just drop down to a few hundred dollars maybe right. or less. Right. So we'll have to think about that. But mm-hmm. I, I'm also thinking if you do end up pulling in some money, yeah. then that should work out okay. Right. Um, but that's an unknown. So we'll just see, mm-hmm. we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm literally not worried in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Just that'll just be interesting to see if we get pressure right. put on us in any way. Yeah. Okay. We'll find out. Okay. Uh, now we have an update on something unrelated to my job situation, <laughs> but Solar. something that you are maybe even more excited about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Solar. I love solar. And um, there's there's so much data coming out of our house right now that I yes. get to pour over. In. <laughs> and we are officially almost one week in to having our solar panels turned on. It kind yeah. of does take a while for them to everything to get installed. There are a few different steps, had to get a new meter, all these things. They were actually commissioned mm-hmm. just at the end of last week and immediately, you know, turned on, start producing. And then we start seeing all this data on these dashboards of what they're <laughs> producing, the energy we're using. I'm getting long text messages from Chris or text <laughs> messages. I saw a I saw a spike in our energy usage be- between 10 and 11 a.m. this morning. What is going on? <laughs> that literally happened today. <laughs> I said, um, I used the oven and I was drying some clothes. <laughs> Stop it, big brother. <laughs> well, so uh, it's so we, we went, went into detail about why I would think about things like that right. in such detail. Um, you could listen to the last episode if you want to learn about how our solar is working here in Arizona and with this particular energy company. But what's cool is that in... April, early May, we haven't hit the truly hot weather yet at all. And so um, the the solar panels are producing like upwards of 80% of our total energy needs. Um, And the only reason they don't produce 100% is because at night it's not producing Mm. power, right? So some energy use at night. Right. We can't cover. That also means like, so during the day, we're actually overproducing. Mm. So during the day, we make way more energy than we need at the moment. Um, but we have no means of saving that right, for the nighttime. Because we, we don't have a battery. Right. And so that power goes back into the grid. So in fact, we're actually putting about 20% of our production back into the, crit, the mm. grid right now. Nice. Um, You're welcome, <clears throat> yeah. citizens of the Phoenix area. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, we'll actually, uh, we'll get like, you know, 35 cents for that or something, <laughs> something <Right. laughs> ridiculous. Um, but it's cool. The, the dashboard tells us, you know, what energy we're using on peak off peak, the demand, all these things. And also though, converts it to CO2 that's offset. Oh yeah, that's cool. And so when I looked at it, we had already offset like 130 kilograms of CO2. All right. So we're quickly having an environmental impact as well. That feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm very happy about it. Um, actually the, uh, the CO2 offset is, is the equivalent of about 340 miles driven by the average commuter car. That's a long way. And I think we've already doubled that actually went by the, since I'd written this. Wow. So we're, we're killing it with solar right now. Very cool. Well, yeah. So that's kind of a new thing that we are just interested to navigate because we kind of talked about there are these demand pricing peak hours. And so we are just wanting to be thoughtful about how we're using 
appliances or major energy draws during these peak hours. And so, yeah, just as we head into the summer and we need to be using our AC a lot more, it will just be interesting. But it's kind of, we're definitely seeing it as a fun challenge. Mm -hmm. And so it will just be interesting to kind of get these summer months and get that data and and kind of learn about it. So Yeah, yeah. I I just pulled up our dashboard and for month to date, which is... (laughs) You know, we're what, six days, two days. <laughs> so this oh, is, months this is to for, date. Oh, for May, May. I see. <laughs> so two days in, um, we have used negative, what negative four, uh, 14 <laughs> kilowatt hours. All oh, right. <laughs> so we are, we are, uh, doing an excellent job. All right. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to love notes? Yes. Okay, well, I have a big love note for you because you planned me an amazing celebration weekend after I quit Mm -hmm. my job. Mm -hmm. So you were already planning me a party that we invited lots of family and friends to. It was Kelsey Turns the Page party, Mm -hmm. and it was the evening of the day after I quit my job. So I already knew that was coming up, and I was really looking forward to that. Um, that was on a Saturday night. On Sunday morning, our doorbell rang and my two best friends that I've known since kindergarten and second grade were at our door mm. to surprise me and to whisk me away to a wonderful hotel where we were having a girls weekend that you had already arranged mm-hmm. and it just made it just one of the best weekends ever. <laughs> it was, I felt, I mean, just floored. I felt so loved and celebrated way beyond what I felt like I deserved or ever would have expected. Mm-hmm. But it was such an incredible gift just to have that time with those two best girlfriends of mine. I mean, we just don't get that kind of time like that together and it was so fun and just fulfilling and an amazing way to kick off that new chapter i just came home feeling so serene they got to come with me to the kelsey turns the page party and meet so many of my arizona friends and anyway it just meant so much to me so thank you so much for all of that coordination i can't (laughs) believe you kept a secret i'm pretty good like suspecting things and i didn't Mm -hmm. suspect anything that's good you did a great job that's good that's the first time ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was fantastic and props to uprooted kitchen for hosting us that night they gave us great food and great space and it was it was it was a perfect party it worked out really 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 was it really was yeah thank you oh yeah you're welcome (laughs) uh well, I guess my love note to you is just your willingness to, I appreciate your willingness to um, transition into this and giving me some leeway while we do it. Mm. And so... Have uh, you needed leeway? Not really. Well, I mean, just like, you know, not that I expect this of you, but you have, we we kind of talked about this the other night. We sort of like deemed you a home manager, you know what I mean? <laughs> and um, it, it makes it easier for me to uh, 
to do what I now have to do, which is like at, at some mornings I have to get up way earlier mm-hmm. and like bike to the, the bus so that the car remains here home with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I've been having, it's the end of the semester, lots of like evening events and, and all these sorts of things. Um, and so with some of your flexibility, you are doing more of the housework. You've been mm-hmm. doing all the laundry um, and you've been doing lots of dishes and you've been preparing dinners <laughs> and lunches and all these things that we were. Cause I was really not doing a lot of this before guys. <laughs> I really wasn't like, I'm not being, facetious <laughs> chris is a heavy lifter around the house <laughs> yeah well and 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 i i i admittedly lazed about a bit those first couple days <laughs> that was that was fine i honestly the it's interesting because i like i i i don't want it to come across as being like anti feminist or progressive female I really do enjoy some of the just tasks around the house Mm -hmm. and I you know but I enjoy doing them when I have the energy to do them and just for the past several months maybe Mm -hmm. several years I just have it's been hard to find the time when I feel like I have the energy and can enjoy doing those things and so you're so amazing at doing those just even when you don't feel like it and you can just get things done fast and you're so efficient. And so I think I just have kind of let you do that or relied on your ability to do that. And yeah, just for the past week and a half, I just find myself having so much more energy and I'm happy to be able to kind of step up a little bit, especially when it means that you know, you have something late at night or you're getting off to an early work meeting. I just like kind of being able to support you and the household a little bit more, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because now yours is the only salary coming in. So I do Mm kind of see it as like both of us are working for it in a way. Totally. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, I couldn't care less how traditional it is. I feel like it's it's very efficient and makes all the sense in the world. And I feel like it's totally feminist to like own the the things we like to do in the house or outside of the house mm-hmm. and make it work for the family. So, um, but I just sort of really appreciated it because it's it's felt far less stressful for me mm-hmm. at work mm-hmm. because it's it's nice to know that like you know things are happening at the house that, you know, you're, you're doing these things that like weigh on us, you know, like little things that we have to fix mm-hmm. or call in a repairman for or do whatever right. are actually happening. And it's just so nice to have everything kind of humming all of a sudden. Right. And so I'll certainly be engaged in all these tasks, but, um, yeah. so far I, I kind of, I mean, I think I've made lunches once or twice in the past couple of weeks because oh, you've wow. been doing it so much. <laughs> um, whereas I, I did that, you know, at, you know, half the mornings or whatever it was. Um, More than that. <laughs> I think most mornings Maybe you're most kind mornings, of the yeah. designated lunch maker. But I haven't had even tried because they've already been done. <laughs> it's just so cool. <laughs> so anyway, this is just great. Yeah, this is just great. <laughs> In conclusion. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we are happy to share the news with everyone and we'll certainly be chatting more about, yeah, just kind of the new balance and the new routines that we are getting into and obviously how it affects our finances. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening, everyone. Um, You can connect with us via email. We are heymatrimony at gmail.com. You can check out our show notes on our website, loveandmatrimony.com. And you can keep up with us between episodes on Instagram. Chris is Practically Awesome Chris, and I am Kels Wharton. 
So don't go quitting your day job, everybody, unless you want to and feel like it's important for your lifestyle. And you've saved. And you've saved. (laughs) Otherwise, make sure to love your honey, not your money.